Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. What is a relationship between humans? We all know, right? Well, yes, but it's still worth thinking about in a bit of detail. Relationships are, after all, a rich source of meaning in our lives. That makes them worth understanding so that we can take proper care of them. Our first and perhaps obvious observation is that relationships exist between pairs of people. A particular relationship connects just two partners. It's not something that directly involves a larger number of people, let alone society as a whole. Of course, relationships don't exist in a vacuum. Our individual relationships are certainly affected by those around us. In addition, each of us is involved in many different relationships. That collection of pairwise connections creates a network of human connections in which we're embedded. Our second observation is that relationships play out through the interactions that take place between two partners. One partner may take actions or make decisions which affect the other, and to which the other may react in some manner. Digging a little deeper, we see that an interaction is a two-way street. One person's action can trigger another person's reaction, as in Newton's third law of motion, though that reaction is not likely to be equal and opposite to the triggering action. Third, we can ask ourselves what purpose is served by human interactions. For the most part, they don't just happen randomly. Instead, we interact with others in the course of pursuing our goals, such as something that we need or want, or in trying to communicate something to our partner. Our takeaway from this is that each of our relationships has a relationship goal. If we want to collaborate with our partners in pursuit of that goal, we need to share with them what it is that we are seeking, that is, our goal. What sorts of things do we seek through our relationships? Several things come readily to mind. Friendships and companionship. As members of a very social species, we humans need to experience the presence of others in our lives. That presence allows us to share our experience of life with others. Our friends or companions are others with whom we can amiably share various aspects of our lives, such as our activities, experiences, goals, and hopes. Our friends vary in degree of emotional closeness to us, ranging from fairly superficial activity buddies through intimate friends who deeply know and care for us. Note, though, that friendship need not involve any sort of sensual or sexual sharing. Here, we define friendship as a platonic relationship, while setting apart a separate category for relationships that are physically intimate. Second, there are sensual or sexual experiences. We are biologically wired to experience and share pleasures with others. This isn't a superficial desire. It's a biological imperative without which we can't thrive. In some of our relationships, we develop a connection in which we establish the trust and safety that are necessary for us to become vulnerable enough to share intimate sensual or sexual experiences with a partner. Third, emotional connections. In some of our relationships, we become emotionally close with someone, perhaps with little or no accompanying physical connection. In emotionally intimate relationships, partners come to know each other profoundly. They care deeply for each other and express that caring in an environment of safety and trust in one another. Another possible goal is spiritual connections. I see spirituality as a relationship in which we're connected with others and with everything else in our reality. Unlike our other relationships, our spirituality is a one-to-many sort of connection that transcends us to give us our sense of place and purpose in the world. 
Note that this notion is quite different from that of religion, which refers to a particular set of beliefs and practices. I see spiritual relationship as playing out mainly on the plane of emotions. The numinous nature of spirituality immerses us in emotions such as awe, wonder, gratitude, and respect. Because of this, I combine emotional and spiritual connections into one category of relationship goals. And another goal might be to provide physical support. In some of our relationships, we want to provide physical support to those with whom we feel a bond of friendship or physical or emotional connection. In such cases, our physical support becomes a means for us to express and nurture our sense of connection. In some cases, such as altruistic philanthropy, we may wish to provide such physical support even without an underlying personal, physical, or emotional connection. Now that we've briefly considered the sort of goals that can orient and motivate our relationships, we can think about how relationships evolve. In thinking about how we build up our collection of relationships, we can envision starting off in a state of seeking connections, that is, of desiring to create relationships. We sometimes find ourselves lonely and in need of more connections, while at other times we may feel that our capacity for relationships is saturated. When we're seeking connections, we sometimes encounter people who catch our eye. The resulting interest and curiosity may be motivated by someone's physical appearance or behavior or any of a number of other factors. The source of that magnetism is a separate and extensive topic for exploration in itself. Regardless, we can label the result of that interest as entering a state of attraction. If we choose to create a connection with someone in order to gauge our mutual interest in an ongoing relationship, we enter a state that we can conceive of as deepening that connection. While in that state, we interact with our partner in various ways to see whether our initial attraction grows or dwindles. In the deepening phase of a relationship, we assess how well we fit with our partner and how satisfying that connection is to both partners. Deepening can continue over an extended period. A few of our deepening relationships may cross a psychic threshold, at which point we decide to really invest in that relationship in terms of time or emotional commitment or resources. If we reach that point, we can consider that relationship to have entered a state of bonding. In that state, we become emotionally attached to our partner and we make commitments to each other. Like deepening, bonding can occur over a long period of time, potentially over a lifetime. As we know, relationships aren't static, they change over time. A bonded relationship can find itself growing stale and uninteresting, perhaps due to familiarity that isn't offset by enough novelty and excitement. We can think of this process as a fading of the relationship. Like deepening and bonding, fading can be a protracted process. If enough fading occurs in a relationship, one or both partners may decide that the relationship is no longer sufficiently satisfying to keep them engaged. At that point, the partners know that they need to do something about the relationship. They can't allow it to continue to fade indefinitely, though some people do. Change is needed. The process of effecting that change can be thought of as morphing or changing the form of the relationship. The needed change can take the relationship in either of two directions. It can lead the partners to redefine and renegotiate the form of the relationship to save it, or it can dissolve altogether. As a relationship evolves, there are certain paths that it can follow in moving between the six states of relationship. The resulting relationship transitions can be shown in a figure in which arrows connect the relationship states. 
We'll explore the reasons for each of these various relationship state transitions in the next post. For now, though, we'll just note that there's order in how relationships evolve. As we'll see, each particular relationship transition entails a change in the felt degree of connection between partners. In our posited figure, increasing connection is shown by a plus label on a transition arrow. Decreasing connection is shown by a minus. And transitions which can either strengthen or weaken the connection are indicated by a plus-minus label. More on this in our next post. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group for blog posts and discussion, and the Two Open Doors meetup group for events. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. 